And well, here we go. Uh, welcome everybody to episode five of Leica Street Photography Collective. I'm your host, Ricky, and I have with me a very special guest, Mr. Don Stevie. He's here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, well, there we go. What a what a, an introduction. Um, yeah, Don Stevie, a, a rather um, ridiculously picked uh, acronym. Uh, I go by actually Steve or Steven, but Don Stevie, I think it was way back when I had a gaming handle on Xbox that was Don Stevie. And then I just kind of adopted that for all my future online activities. So, um, yeah, great to be here. Uh, looking forward to our little chat here. Yes, sir. So once again, thank you for coming. Uh, Don Stevie, at first, when I met you in London shooting and you told us your name, uh, I thought you were kind of part of the London Mafia. It's not too often uh, you hear someone <laughs> introduce themselves as Don Stevie. <laughs> Uh, but this is a very great street photography who uh, I met on accident and by chance, which uh, weird thing is, I actually still have the photo I took of you taking street photos <laughs> in London. Uh, wow. It's a great picture. When, when was it? It was, it was back in, I'm trying to remember the year. 2018 January. Bloody hell. So yeah. It was raining. It was a very rainy night. We were shooting in Piccadilly with the large screen you're very familiar with. Um, And what caught my eye were your double Leicas. You were just walking two Leicas in hand at the same time holding an umbrella. I saw you from across, well, it was quite some distance. Uh, Well, you saw my Leicas from across the distance. Yes. You didn't actually I know, I know what you're like. You've, you've, you've got a one-track mind. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's weird. Like, like as soon as you see a Leica, it's just you start licking your lips, and a little drool starts coming out. And but I was like, yeah, I was like, at that time I couldn't afford Leicas, so I was like, is he holding two Leicas? It's very new to me because I was new to street yeah. photography. Uh, but yeah, there you were. You 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 graced us with your presence, and uh, from there. We bumped into each other quite often whenever I would be in London walking about shooting. So it is great to always see you, uh, a very great street photographer. Uh, so where are you from originally? So actually you're, you're, you're a man that's from uh, or in the military and, and my, my father was in the military. Um, so I was actually born in Germany um, and I spent sort of the formative years uh, in and around various public schools where they, um, you know, it, it was just better for my education to be placed in uh, a school where I get schooling rather than just move around. Um, but one thing that did do is I think it instills in you a kind of um, uh, a, a sense of independence um, and a sense of, of not necessarily having to have a place to call home in terms of a belonging um, so I always struggle with this question: Where am I from? Because again, you know, a military brat, you move around. Oh right? yeah, you, you very get familiar. moved around, and so you sort of you scratch your head and think, hmm, "Where am I from?" But my <laughs> folks, my folks live in Berkshire right now, and I, I suppose that's where I say kind of the home would be. Um, but always pretty close to London. Okay. Um, and in terms of my kind of adult life, um, you know, it's it's always been spent in London. Very well. I love London, and my listeners know how much I love London. It's one of the most 
fun and unique shooting experiences I've ever had uh, traveling around shooting. Uh, it's just, uh, and I'm sure you, Carlos, and everybody who's traveled around can attest to the same. It's just the the ambiance and the energy you get from shooting in London is just different compared to many of the other cities I've been to. It's a, it's a world city, right? I mean, I think there's only a few in the world where I'd say that a truly world city. And what do I mean by world city? I mean, one where you can encounter freely different cultures, uh, you know, individuals, cuisines, uh, art, the lot from, from all over the world, right? And, you know, I've been to maybe, I'd say New York is obviously another world city. Sydney, possibly. And actually, Rio, surprisingly, I found was quite, um, you know, in that kind of ilk where you felt like you could bump into anyone from anywhere at any one moment, right? And, and for me, that's what gives London its vibrancy. It's the people, it's the diversity, right? Um, and, and that's what I love about it. You know, I, I, I would hate to think that everyone would be like me, um, you know, some white middle class pink guy walking around it would be really dull right because yeah. it'd be having like one restaurant to eat at one type of view one type of art it'd be terribly dull and, and that, that's the whole thing london just gives you that that massive diversity to, to kind of get the teeth into and as a, a street photographer you know you know it's 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 fabulous right? oh yeah I, I definitely agree with all the statements you just said and um while Two of the cities you mentioned, I haven't been to. I do plan on going some point in my life. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, start getting into the photography talk now. Um, how long have you been shooting street photography? And what when you started photography, what genre did you start? Most people start off with like landscapes and still lifes, something along those lines. So, so yeah. yeah so, so I think I think when I was growing up I always had cameras um, and I think it's it's a sort of a, a good vehicle for your curiosity right a, a camera is a, is a good guise um, to cover or it, it enables you to cover um, your sort of curiosity as a, as a child and, um, and if you carry a camera you've almost got a ready-made excuse to be there sticking your nose in looking around um, because what are you doing well I'm just photographing right and, and so <clears throat> You know, I never really had a, a, a defined, quote unquote, style. Um, I, I've never sort of felt like a, a street photographer per se. Um, but you know, even from an early age, when you had like the disc cams, the, the, the little, you know, where they had discs, you had the obviously Polaroids, and, and I've done the sort of whole film thing. Um, <laughs> and, and pretty much like many people, you you know, when when did you shoot? Well, when you went on holiday, right? You'd take the camera with you. Um, but it was probably only back in I would say 2012 where I kind of felt like it was um, something that could be an interesting hobby to do right get out and about take take some exercise I mean crikey what, what, what do you do as a middle-aged man you can play golf you can buy lycra and an expensive bicycle right <laughs> yeah. um, and so this was kind of like a great antidote to, to having to take up golf or, or dress in lycra in public um, and, and, and it's a great exercise you know you get out and about you take a nice walk you experience different parts of the city you, you may not otherwise do and and for me that's kind of how it progressed it was more just a sort of a 
a meditation, a mental and physical kind of um, activity to, to, to kind of take my mind off everything. Um, you know, I, I have a pretty stressful job um, and, and, you know, the stressful industry. And so for me, that's, that's kind of how it started. And um, so it kind of transformed from being the kind of take the camera out when you go on holiday to more something I do in and around London. Um, and then, and then in terms of how my interest, I mean, my, I, I cover, I mean, photography for me, you know, I'm not necessarily inspired per se by photographers. I, I come at it more from, you know, art. So if I think of, I don't know, um, Francis Bacon, yeah, very visceral work, very, very, very kind of shocking or, um, Natalia Goncharova, right? Again, something very kind of graphic and, and layered. Or L.S. Lowry, right? Our, our great uh, English painter, um, you know, with his little matchstick men for the more graphic shots. And all of those things I carry within me. And so, so I think that's something that, that inspires. And then also, I was speaking to Carlos um, yesterday about this. Also, how literature can inspire the, the, the photography. So, I was likening different styles of photography to different writers. And so if I think of, um, let's say, Ouija or Gildan, so exponents of the flash. Now, generally, when you shoot flash, you shoot for the interest in the character of the face or that person. It, it tends not to be so much about the scene because you're looking for the reaction. And I liken that, in a way, to a more gonzo style, so like Hunter S. Thompson, right, for example, where... If nothing's happening from a journalistic standpoint, you're able to secrete yourself on that scene into the narrative, photographically so, using flash. So you're immediately kind of making something happening when nothing's happening. And so again, literature informs how you view photography as well as the visual arts. So that's kind of how you know, I, I come to it. Um, and then obviously I've looked at the various different street photographers I admire, and I tend to be more, you know, as much as I love Hunter S. Thompson, and, and so his counterpart in the photographic world maybe would be Ouija or Gildan, where it's a bit more gonzo, a bit more in your face. I also like the classical um, Henri Cartier-Bresson or, or Andre Curtis, who I'd probably liken to... I don't know, Joseph Conrad or F. Scott Fitzgerald, if we were talking about writers, right? Where, you know, if I could write like F. Scott Fitzgerald or Joseph Conrad, and no disrespect to Hunter, uh, I, I probably wouldn't want to be writing like Hunter S. Thompson because because the quality, they're just the it's it's almost like godlike in terms of perfection. So so that's sort of how I come to, you know, uh, where I am today. And 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 then that sort of you know, just carrying on, going out, exercising and, and shooting and hoping and that's kind of like fishing, right? Yeah, it's uh, really, um, it's good to hear you how you explain because uh, I, I noticed you started going into flash photography with the people uh, and from when I first saw your work when we originally met, uh, it was like uh, wide angle scenes and uh, and definitely capturing different looks and and now you're getting the flash so uh, i see the direction you're headed and uh i, I love it uh, i love the uh, i i you know i don't, i'm not really too familiar with a, a lot of the street photographers but i compare um 
flash photography in people's you know personal bubble space to Bruce Gilden, um, but yeah. but you do I see how you bring out the reactions like you said so you kind of connect with them in that level. Uh, I'm I'm assuming strangers who we've never met before. You're just walking down and you see them and you flash them. Yep. Uh, yep. So, but yep. I, I like how you you compare Absolutely. it to literature. I mean, like, for me, for me, the, the the whole point is to have um, that reaction, right? I mean, for me, flash photography is is pervert. You know, people think it's oh gosh, that must be very difficult. No, it's in fact the easiest. It's the simplest in terms of. Um, uh, execution again. Comparing it to to Hunter versus F. Scott Fitzgerald, it's much harder to be an F. Scott Fitzgerald, right? Where you have to compose, and whereas, you know, all I'm doing with a flash is to see a scene or a person generally that I find interesting, and and I'm looking to kind of bring out those characteristics with a, um, you know, with the flash gun, uh, with a bit of drag shutter. And and but that for me is is actually by far and away an easier form of, of street photography. The classical style, um, some of the more thoughtful, introspective, reflective stuff, the, the kind of graphics uh, are also much much harder. A little bit more contrived, right? Okay. Um, but um, but but harder to do. And I think if you're looking at, at street photography like a a, a, a criminal act. You know, I, I find a lot of street photography is like you, you're you're looking for the crime scene before the crime is committed, and you're looking at that scene and you're saying what would be the probability of a crime likely to be committed in this scene, and therefore, knowing that with that kind of malice of forethought, you can kind of almost know that your chances of catching something in that space is going to be greater. That tends to happen more with the kind of the graphic stuff where you've got like let's say a big light fall off with a shadow, or you've got like a beautiful uh, backlit scene and it's reflected through various different bits of glass, and you've got some refraction. And again, you can stalk that scene, uh, at that crime scene, and just wait for your actors to come in, right? Whereas again, I think the the flash tends to be a little bit more. Off the cuff, you're walking, you're walking, and you'll just have to see someone who happens to be wearing, I don't know, crazy hats and funky sunglasses, <laughs> and then you kind of just, you just kind of run up on them and, and, and zap them. Right? Zap them. I like the zap. And so for me, it's uh, they're different uh, approaches that, that, that you uh, employ uh, for for those moments. But for me, it's important not to be stuck into one um, genre, right? I. Each of my photos on, on my stream, it's one shot per motif. Move on. Don't repeat. Move on. Keep on changing. It's got to go graphic. It's got to go introspective. It's got to go in your face. It's got to go classical. It's got to go, you know what I mean? You've just got to keep on changing, changing, changing. And all that, right. for me, is all part of the skill. I, I, I know what you mean. Um, one of my other podcasts I, I did, it's kind of like do's and don'ts. Uh, I, and I'm not an expert, but I was saying... Uh, try to change the look up so not all your photographs look the same. So uh, you pretty much just reiterated what I said there, which is good. Uh, so I, I always had a question. Uh, again, when I first saw you in Piccadilly, you had the two Leicas. One of them had a wide-angle lens. What are the two little... I know one's a, a viewfinder, but what's the other one? You have like, Is it two different viewfinders? And how does it work? So, so I've got. Um, so, what you're referring to is I've I've got a double thumbs up on the top of my Leica, 
um, in the central, I have a viewfinder for the, uh, and quite often I shoot with a 25 mil. So the, t- and it's funny, it's the cheapest lens I own. Absolutely <laughs> the cheapest lens I own. The, the little Voigtlander 25 mil, 300 bucks secondhand. Um, and it's the best lens I own by far. I use it. I'm out. I, it's, it's light. It's small. I mean, look, that and the Sumicrons, I, I think are the best lenses that I own, right? You know, I've, I've gone through my phases of, of Noctilux and my um, falling into the speed trap of, of, of having... The fastest Even lens. down to having 0.7 50mm, which is semi-radioactive, that I couldn't even mount on the cameras, right? <laughs> and, and it was like killing me by degree. I mean, speed kills, right? But, so, so the 25mm, you need, obviously, to get a, a clean um, viewfinder. The, the, um, so I have... I have a kind of a, an external viewfinder mounted on the middle of the shoes. On the left shoe, I then have a external spirit level. And, you know, I, I do like to use all of either the film surface or the digital space that I have, right? That real estate is precious. And so I try not to crop. And so for me, you know, once you've got your, uh, um, you know, you, you, you've simply kind of zone focused, right? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, then all you've got to worry about is focus uh, is focusing on the composition, right? And obviously, and capturing the, the the moment, whether that be, you know, the actors within a scene that you've composed or, or or what have you. And and for me, when you've got, I mean, when we've got these big full frame cameras these days, the real estate tends to be less of an issue. But in fact, one of my best pictures I took last year was up against a uh, a white wall. Uh, which had a kind of a, a sort of like a, a seven foot white wall that ran maybe 30 meters above that. There was a kind of glass partition on top of it. To the right of the scene, the sun was setting and then people were walking along the pavement, which ran next to that white wall and projected golden, you know, golden sunset. And then the, the kind of, you had not only the shadows, but also you had the silhouettes of the people doubling up. And it, it kind of was redolent of, of that shot that Burry did from the top of the, I think it was uh, in Brazil. And he shot down on a skyscraper that was adjacent to him. And there's like two or three people on the top of it. And it's, it's this sort of, that's what I had in mind. But to get back to your point on, on what those things do, I was shooting with a little Epson uh, RD1, which is the first digital rangefinder that came out, I think, in 2005. M-mount too, right? Yeah, it's like a, a, a 6.2 megapixel crop. Uh, uh, and basically, you don't have a lot of real estate to play with. I, I had a, a, a funny um, Dice, uh, so it was a Contax uh, lens that was converted to Zeiss, the Hologon, uh, which is 16 mils. So it came out, I think, on the crop to about 22. I was looking through my, uh, my, my viewfinder and I had my spirit level there. And I was just making sure that I was leveled up completely. And so when I shot my shot, and again, it's like anything, you, you don't just shoot one. I mean, it doesn't happen that way. No one is born just that you can take one picture and go home. Yeah, you take in a whole series of them as people come through the scene. Um, you know, I make sure that then everything's level. And so when I get home, I've got no cropping. And so it's one of my proudest, it's my favorite shot from last year. And also, it's it's one which I've used all 6.2 megapixels, right? So, I mean, I think that it's, it's a great exemplar of not needing, you know, a hugely expensive or, or clever camera, right? I think... It's how you it's, use um, it. 
yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it just works, right? But it, for me, it's it's like old school live view. That's what that is. You've got the little viewfinder to see what you're gonna get, and then on the left of the on the other hot shoe, you can kind of look across, and you've got a, like a bubble spirit, which you can look down in on with a little, uh, uh, and that tells you how level you are. Uh, and so it's it's kind of old school live view. Okay. Uh, again, your camera was the first time I've seen it, so I've always wondered what it was. I thought it was just some trickery on how you get these great shots, uh, but uh, it's just old, old yeah. classic live views. You said uh, I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. That's how I it. Yeah. So um, I went through your Instagram and I picked my favorite photo that you've taken. Uh, and before we go. I like for you to plug your Instagram because again your your photos are really good. They're amazing, um, you know. I'll pay you. Uh, and this is me giving him his plug. Uh, I recommend anybody listening to go visit his Instagram. And your handle is oh um, Don Stevie underscore Street. All right. There we go. Don Stevie underscore street and that's the Instagram but going back to the photo I send you in the email a copy of it Uh, but I'll describe it a little yep it's it's a blue it kind of has a very cinematic feel to it just because of the colors and it's all silhouettes and it has um, leaves those are leaves correct yeah they are yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I love the double shadow. Um, could you tell me about this photo, um, where you took it, what you remembered? Um, yeah. So, so I was, and, and again, it's a great uh, advert for trying to always have a camera with you, right? I mean, uh, uh, street photography is, or any photography, for me, it's like a, a surface area, right? It's a surface area of how good you are, how good your eye is. And, you know, that's like anything. It's, it's like if you lift weights lots, you, you'll get stronger, right? Uh, or if you run, you'll get fitter, right? So, you know, you obviously do that. But uh, how good your eye is and how your natural temperament is, I think how often you do something, right? Um, you know, again, that's a huge factor in that. And then lastly, kind of the opportunities you give yourself. So kind of the, 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 the areas you go, the places you travel, the people you see. And he times that maybe by a small multiplier uh, for the gear you use, right? So it's those three things plus, you know, a tiny multiplier for the gear you use. And this was a case where I was, uh, I just finished up on an assignment in Zurich for, I think I was there for probably three months in total um, over, over one period. And, uh, I, I was trying to get home, and the uh, my plane was delayed, and so I was again pottering around Zurich Airport uh, with the, the the Leica and the, the little Voigtlander, and some of the or one of the gated areas in Zurich Airport have these um, almost like uh, uh, atriums, right, which kind of divide up the the long uh, building, and they have. Uh, uh, you know, they planted those atriums, so then you have these kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, vines growing up inside those glass atriums, and it's like a modern building, right? So it's that kind of that very dark blue glass. And my plane was delayed. It was late afternoon. The sun was streaming in through the terminal building, and I kind of just kept on looking at these big glass atriums that kind of cut across floors. 
And I, I found this one where obviously there was on the other side of that box, the, there's a, a gate where people were boarding. And so there was a lot of foot traffic and a lot of and what I saw was with the low kind of light cutting through the building, through then that uh, atrium, I was able to see the shadows being projected onto that atrium. And then it was a question of just kind of positioning myself on the, the other side of that uh, and, and just shooting, right? And, you know, I got a whole bunch. Um, uh, but I like the, the sort of uh, the sense of mystery with this one. I like the sense of, of direction and travel and so on with, 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 the, um, with the composition. But again, that, they're, they're just purely opportunist, purely, you know, I, I'm there, I'm delayed, I've got another you know, hour to burn. Well, I may as well just go out and see what I can see, right? Um, yes, sir. So, suppose, yeah. It wasn't wasn't much thought really. It was just kind of oh look at that. What wasn't much thought, but not everybody could could take this picture like you. So like you said, it was just the motivation to get up while you were waiting, go take some photos. And and like you, I actually I always travel with with my camera. Even if I'm going to the store right across the street, I'll just throw my camera on my shoulder. So I always keep it with me. You never know. Uh, but yeah, the double shadows is is. I love how you captured the tall silhouette, and then there's kind of like another silhouette, or it could be the same person. I'm not sure, but it's definitely the look of mystery, like you said. And kind of when I originally saw it, I thought it was like behind a, a bar, because on the right side, I see some other shadows, and it and, just looks like top shelf. You're right. Behind me was the bar. Oh. So, so that kind of atrium is... So behind me is the bar, and on the other side there's a um, the boarding gate, right? For one of the mm-hmm. one of the gates, I don't know which. But um, but yeah, no, that was a yeah purely opportunist, purely um, happenstance. Was there, had some time to kill, and again, it's like anything. As I say, it's a surface area, right? Yeah, you, you've got to have a certain ability or, or eye, but you can work on that. You've got to spend enough time doing anything, right? And, yes, sir. Uh, to, to to get good at it. And, you know, it's the opportunity. I, I was lucky enough to be able to travel to Zurich, and I just happened to be there. So, so yeah, I don't think there's anything amazing in it. It's just, it's just that. But um, <laughs> I, I think we're, uh, we're our own critics, a very, very strict critics. You know, like, eh, it's, a, it's just an okay photo. Uh, but to other people, they're like, oh, man, this is some of the best work i ever seen. Which is something I did tell you when I first met you, when you were showing us your Flickr feed. You were the only person at the time who, photography-wise, I knew without an Instagram. Fast forward years later, now you have an Instagram, which I was happy because I don't know how Flickr worked. And uh, I told some other photographers about you, and we tried looking you up, and we could only find you on Flickr. Uh, But welcome to Instagram. That photo, to me, is amazing. I love it. All the the elements work well. you know, I'm glad you enjoy it. It's uh, as I say, it's just again very, very happenstance and, and you know a little a little lesson in just carrying carrying your camera. Too too humble you are, Mr. Don Stevie. <laughs> uh, but my my next question is, uh, how do you choose your next photo? Uh, like like for me, I try to be very strict on myself because I don't want to take uh, just meaningless photos. You know, and what I mean by meaningless photos is. A lot of people, they'll just be walking and take pictures of just a random person doing absolutely nothing. Um, but And then, you know, they, they slap, I took this in the street, so it's street photography. Okay, it's technically, yes, it's street photography. 
but to me, it, it, it just lacks all the elements of what makes a really good photo. Um, so yeah, how do you choose your next photo? I, I notice you like reflections, shapes, colors. Uh, what goes yeah, in I mean, your I mind? I, I think I think it's almost like when when uh, you know. So so I think for me, it's it's there's a couple of elements at play here. I mean, firstly, it's conditions, right? If I wake up and I've woken up today, and, uh, uh, and as of yesterday, it was beautiful light, absolutely gym clear skies. You know, really and and so, you know, you're going to get a lot of, let's say, uh, uh, shadow fall off. You know, you can you can play with a bit of subject separation by exposure, right? So you're upping your shutter speed and you're getting those kind of bits of individuals just appearing. And so quite often for me, it's kind of very much as I described earlier, where you have what is the crime scene look like before the crime happens right and and so today i can see that the, the conditions are of a certain way and that would lend itself to you know just one example i gave there the subject separation by exposure it would also lend itself well to let's say the kind of the reflections and the refractions because you got that strong consistent light you know you're not just sitting there waiting looking at a beautiful refracted scene waiting for that little player to come in and then the cloud comes and you're like oh holy moly <laughs> so you know that that kind of in itself drives me to say, okay, what what would be my better you know shot today, right? Because the the, the light's so great, and, and so I'd immediately rule out a whole bunch of types of photography. I'd immediately rule out flash photography today because I can do that when, again, a la Gonzo and Hunter S, when it's dull light, nothing's happening. Uh, I've got not, not a lot to play with. I can secrete myself on that narrative with a healthy dose of flash. Whereas today, I've got such beautiful light to play with, the possibilities are, are, are pointing me towards a different direction, right? So firstly, I'd say the circumstances and the conditions, right, that, that I, I, I have on any given day will help me dictate what kind of photography uh, or, or photograph I'll take. The other is when I look at my photo stream, Again, I, I'm pretty tough on myself, and I like, um, you know, one shot per narrative. You will not see, you know, a picture uh, of I don't know a, a, a person with a dog, and then you'll see another picture with a person with a dog, and then another picture. No, I've done that person with a dog. Next it has to be something completely different. So I can take the last photograph I took, and I can say, okay, it can't be like that. So again, it's kind of narrowing the angles in, in, in a funny way by, by kind of being strong on yourself by saying you can't repeat, you must do something different. And maybe I took a graphic image the last shot. Well, then I want to do something that's a bit more classical, maybe. Maybe I took an introspective shot the last shot. Well, then I need to do something that's a bit more in your face. You know, uh, it, it kind of by, by restricting yourself to not repeat, you then almost dictate to yourself what you can do. Uh, and that, combined with the conditions that you have to play with on any given day, tends to kind of dictate to me what I'll, I'll do. And I think Henri Cartier-Bresson said it, you, the thinking in photography is done before and after. Yeah, you don't... I, and so, you know, when I leave the house, I know what the conditions are. I pick the lenses that I'm going to carry on my cameras. I kind of know what sort of photograph I'm after because, you know, the conditions allow for it. And my last photo was something that, you know, I don't... And repeat and then I don't think okay I just look right yeah. and, and, and so so for me that's the kind of the, the, that, that's how 
uh, I decide. It's, it's, it's kind of very much the thinking's done before and then after, obviously, as you, as you look to, to process the image. Yeah, I, I definitely I like that. Uh, I never really thought about that technique as far as I, how you, you said you took a picture, if, for example, the picture of a person with a dog and you wouldn't do that. Um, I guess now I have to challenge myself to do something similar. I, I don't want to imitate your style, but it will help me to better myself. You know, okay, I took a picture of a person doing this. Now my next photo can't be the same. And um, I like that. And for me now, because I'm always looking, I, I when I was speaking with Carlos, um, I mentioned when I'm walking, just doesn't matter even if I'm not taking pictures, I'm still always searching for a, a potential photo. And, and that's how I see things like, oh, I missed it. I could have taken that one. Uh, so I, I do like that that view and how you explain that is very, very. Yeah. And, and there's a good, um, I think it was someone who was telling me about the advanced driving instructors. And and it's it's funny. I think I think what, what they have in many ways is very similar to what street photographers have. And and, uh, and what what you're taught to do as an advanced driving instructor, and I'm not one, by the way. I, <laughs> I, I you're probably not safe to get in a car with me. But anyway, um, is as they're driving down the road, they'll say, "Okay, there's a red Toyota behind me. It's about 20 feet out in front. I can see a lady with a yellow dress. She's crossing the road. There's a zebra crossing coming up." There's a BMW black that's turning out of the right uh, uh, again, 20 yards out. And what they do is they are taught to dictate a narrative of what's happening around them to themselves so that they almost build an awareness of their environment as they are passing through it. And it's it's a kind of a funny thing, but that as a street photographer, we're always doing so like i was wandering around with carlos yesterday and i was like oh holy moly look over there there's a there's a woman with a fan and the light came through the fan and you know it was over her head and i'm like did you see that and he goes yeah the fan i didn't even have to say complete my sentence he, he completed it for me because again he was looking 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 and building that story almost and, and, and dictating to himself what he is seeing almost just you know it, it, it just happens naturally once you've you've got into it and, and so you're always looking always looking and, and i think for me that's that's yeah just part and parcel of being a street photographer but again advanced driving instructor that was the analogy that i uh you <laughs> know it, it definitely fits exactly how you said it uh if you had a chance to shoot anywhere in the world that you haven't been to um mm -hmm. where would you choose wow that's um that's 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 a huge. I've not been uh, to Tokyo. Oh, um, well, I'll host you. I'm not, I don't, I've not been to Tokyo. So so to be honest, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind going to Tokyo, having a go. I, I see a lot of. Um, and I know. Look, I'm. I'm. I'm I, I know you're a, a, a Leica M monochrome. Uh, M10 monochrome user. Um, obviously, you've got uh, Daito Moriyama. Uh, you know so strong the contrast uh, blacks and whites and contrasty and punchy and very much you know uh, Moriyama's great with this sort of snapshot mentality you know it's not contrived it's not overthought it's just a kind of a free-flowing um, you know things I see when I'm out I would actually like to go to Tokyo and shoot color um, I don't see a lot of color uh, and, and I think it's it, maybe it's um, 
maybe it's because you know that's the, the way that I don't know the environment lends itself right to photography maybe you know it almost feels wrong to do it otherwise but for me I'd love to go to Tokyo and I would love to shoot color um, and you know just just see what I could get right and, and I think for me that would be probably you know it's a big city mm-hmm. so you know it's going to be a target-rich environment um, and yeah for me that would be probably the one place I'd I most like to visit. I, I will say it's because you know, I do have the M10P, uh, mm. so I do have the capabilities of shooting color. But I, I'm just I connect more with black and white. But I will say sometimes yeah. it, it's so <laughs> it, it's a challenge mentally just because uh, Tokyo is a very colorful city, and you can go anywhere and the colors that. They're, they're just so they contrast you know you have a red and a yellow but then now it's all you know green it, the colors are just so vibrant and so many there's a, a multitude of colors so i will if you ever do come i will host you and i will show you like i will take you down the, the alleys um the you know they're so small and tiny uh, but that's part of the culture, and that's something you got to go to. Um, for me, the hardest part of wanting to shoot color is always at nighttime, just because of the lights. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's it's so hard to capture those that scene in, in monochrome. Monochrome, black and white. Uh, but that's how I challenge myself. You know, yeah. I, I want to capture a world different from people. Because, you know, we, we all naturally see color. Uh, and I want to display the black and white, you know, the the world in front of you that most people never see. So it's definitely a, a, a challenge. Yes, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I always think about the greats, Curtis, uh, Bresson, uh, principally would shoot in in black and white, and and I think it's it certainly has its place in pairing back back, and and I think you're you're probably right if you're shooting a lot. And huge plethora of colors and it's kind of overwhelming the photograph you lose the the subject you know and 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 the, the focus that you really want the, the 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 person to look at right when they see that photograph and so i could see by taking away that color that distraction if you like right it, it would then pair that back and enable you to to have that focus and certainly when i look at as i say you know some of your shots some of dido mariama's shots um, Mark Finley, again, another guy who, who's sort of more graphic style, but the black and white really kind of uh, pairs it back and allows you to focus on the, 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 the subject matter and uh, the, the, the kind of the focus point with being generally a little person or, or whatever, right? So, yeah, I could definitely see how that would work. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I need to shoot with you again sometime soon. So, uh, even if I go to London, which I'm always ready to do uh but you know travel restrictions uh we definitely yeah. gotta link up so who knows maybe we'll, we'll all plan a trip to a place we've never been and, and shoot uh, but i would recommend yeah. you, you you come shoot japan you know oh, uh, i got it definitely 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 uh let's see mm-hmm. do you have any upcoming projects photo books zines uh, something that's not social media. If it's secret in the work, you don't have to talk about it. Uh, but a, a lot of people, we like to own 
physical or even digital because I make a lot of digital zines now um, and, right. and they're published. Uh, but people like to have that. Like, oh, I got some work, some a collection of work from this artist. So do you have anything like that coming? Well, I mean, like I'm not a, I'm not a. It's, there's no, there's no secrets with me. I'm not, I'm not a scuba spy, um, <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't see myself as an artist. Again, I, I tend to see myself as someone who does some exercise, and at the end of that exercise, I may get something that's of value. Um, and, you know, and as for zines and selling, and I, you know, I, I see myself as an amateur. Very, very, very much amateur. What am I? You know, in fact, my favorite street photographer Andre Curtis he he a master absolute master he said I you know he sees himself as an amateur and will always see himself as an amateur and I think there's a, it's a Japanese expression which says um, I would love to see or meet myself uh, as an apprentice or sorry I'd love the master in me to meet the apprentice in me uh, and I think it's a kind of a, a good expression that explains the once you become technically adept at something, you can sometimes, sometimes become a little cynical. Oh, I don't want to take that shot because of ABC, or mm, that's not technically right. I won't do that. And, and, and so, what I think that expression does, and, and remaining an amateur and being kind of enthusiastic does, is is that it, it kind of you don't lose that enthusiasm for for, for photography. Um, so, I've, but I've never, I've never kind of saw myself as as, as an artist or something that I should sell anything. Um, that being said, I, I did say to myself this year that, that when I was asked to do things, I would say yes. My my default is no, right? I mean, I've always been that way. I was asked when I was in New York uh, on on business, and I was doing some street photography. I was asked by a bunch of guys to come and and come to Luca and and uh, uh, present or be part of the street. Uh, photography festival there uh, and i just said no i mean i just i don't i don't do this for 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 adulation or or uh sales or or anything right but i i said to myself this year i must say yes when asked if someone says you know will you do a book or will you i said yes so um there is a uh a publication uh, an fa street photography magazine publication so i i was published in that, uh, uh, I think end of last year, uh, early this year, I can't remember which, it's terrible, um, which was nice. Uh, I, I, I published a couple of um, photographs for, uh, um, it was actually a Christian organization out in the, the States. Um, the lady who runs it um, sent me a mail saying, you know, how, how much do we pay for the photograph? And I said, you know, who are you? And she's like a charity and it's a kind of a, for, for education. And, and, and so I just gave them the photos. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna charge anyone anything for that. And then I also had the Brick Lane Gallery reach out to me recently to say, would you be interested in exhibiting? Uh, uh, oh, by the way, you have to pay for the privilege. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I said, yes. Um, so, so I'm now very close to deadline between the 4th of august and the 16th of august i, I i'm going to have um i think between 21 and 24 of my pictures exhibited at the brick Lane gallery nice at brick in london um but yeah i mean look i have got no i've got no major kind of projects i don't see myself as a sort of a project kind of guy i'm a project manager by training and that's what i do for my day job so kind <laughs> of 
I actually liked, I liked the non-project kind of approach to being able to just get up, look at the lie, look at the circumstances, and say to myself, okay, I'll go and do this. So that freedom, you know, for me is, is so, so I don't have anything, you know, no scuba spy secret things going on, but I am exhibiting at the Brick Lane Gallery between the 4th of August to the 16th. Um, and, you know, if I'm, you know, the reason I'm on Instagram really is because I kept on bumping into people and they'd <laughs> ask about my, I, you know, I'm, I felt like the old guy on Flickr and they're like, oh, well, okay. So I kind of got with the cool kids and, and joined Instagram. Um, so the aim is to say yes going forward, but, but just, just the gallery, just the exhibition uh, coming up, uh, but, but nothing else. Okay. Well, I'm going to challenge you. Uh, you, you should, and I hope you will make a sign, uh, at least so I could buy a copy. And congratulations on the exhibit. Uh, that's a goal of mine. I hope one day I can get uh, some space in Tokyo. Um, mil- being military, I you know I don't have the the time and the capabilities to be up there as as freely as I want. But I still get to to go up there um, when I have the free time. So but that's something I look forward to. But who knows? Maybe. Uh, in time in the future, I'll have my own little exhibit. Uh, hopefully, one day in London as well, because uh, that's definitely one of my favorite cities ever. Um, host a plethora of photographers. That's where I met you. Uh, funny thing is, before Carlos moved to England, I was telling them about you, and I said, "If you're ever in London, keep an eye out for this this gentleman. Uh, you'll notice him. He walks around with two Leicas all the time." Uh, you, you know, great people all the way around. Um, great crowd. Uh, you definitely have great work. Uh, the chat is amazing. You you speak so uh, elegantly compared to me. Uh, I think it's the British. Oh, I, was, I think <laughs> look, people, people. We're all different, right? I think we're all different. That's the beauty with life. Like, again, when I was talking about London earlier, about what I like about it. I mean, terrible terrible if everyone was like me it would be terrible it would be you know and the whole point is to have that diversity uh, uh, and have that you know when you look at a, a photograph and maybe it was Ansel Adams or you know the, and, and it's not it's not about what you see it's about everything that you are everything you've read everything that you've experienced everyone you've ever met every little bit of those things goes into making up what you see perceive and capture a particular moment and so that's what for me is is, is great you know and, and we're all different and so that's you know the, the, there's no right or wrong answer right it's, yeah i it's, agree and, and that's the beauty of it it's it's you know and and some people have strong opinions on how things should be and other people less so and and you know but i think that's that's one of the wonders of photography right it's it's a diverse church uh, uh, and uh, uh, all the better for it oh most definitely i agree um, maybe uh, get some ideas because my mind's always racing. I come up with ideas. I want to do so many different, so many different, you know, so goals. I guess uh, me, you, and Carlos could do some kind of collaboration, build some some project or whatever. It'd be great. I think it will. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We can all discuss that behind the scenes and and whatnot. Uh, I don't want to keep you. Um, so I'm sure you, you want to go enjoy the sunlight because London does create some, some beautiful images when it's clear out there. Uh, as you say, clear as gin. 
It could rain for the next month, right? Of course, you know, that's yeah. the danger here, right? We've got a couple of days. We complain. We love complaining in England. <laughs> we complain about the heat, and then it rains for a month just to punish us, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So, so the best I, uh, yeah, I do at some point head out. There, I right? think the January where I met you was really weird because December was like summertime, and we were everybody in yeah. England was like just so you know shocked like why is it so hot right now it's december yeah. and then yeah. january rolled around and it was rain and cold and everybody's like well we enjoyed december as much as we could exactly, exactly. Uh, but yes it was definitely an honor to have you a uh, great great person uh so to all the listeners out there this is don stevie instagram handle don stevie underscore street that is correct that's 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 it's the one guilty as charged. All Thanks right. for having me. It's oh, a yeah. good chat. Um, as I say, I look forward to maybe, you know, you coming over to London and spending some time with uh, Carlos and I and, uh, and and hitting those streets. And uh, if I have if ever hit uh, Tokyo, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to warn you, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, let like me know. Rolling in, you know? Oh, that's tomorrow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one coming. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'll contact Carlos and maybe we could have a just a group discussion doesn't have to be no format, just casual coffee house banter. Cool. Uh, great time. So, uh, but, but yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time out and giving me some content for all the listeners and like enthusiasts because this is a like well, a podcast. I, I apologize in advance to the to, to the listeners, but um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 yeah, just just get out there, shoot, do it lots, and and you'll get better. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yep, get out there and shoot. Uh, well, with that being said, you have a great day, and uh, yeah, hope you listen to this podcast. All right, we'll do after I'll, I post I'll put it. it on. When, when you make it available, I'll make sure that everyone that follows me—not many people, and not Jesus Christ, after all—will <laughs> um, uh, get to see it, right? And uh, I'll, I'll post it up. Yeah, I appreciate it, sir. And you have a great day. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. Yep. Thank have you. a good one. Cheers, everyone. Right. Bye. Bye. Don Stevie, everybody. Uh, great person. Check him out. And thank you for listening. That'll be all for today. Hope you come back for the next one. Which would, what would be the next one? I'll think about that later. But, yep, thank you. <laughs>